and welcome back to By the Fire podcast, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the Black Diaspora. Welcome back. I say welcome back as if I wasn't here last week, or two weeks ago. But anyway, for any new listeners, welcome, welcome. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And this is about man-eaters. Now, I'm not talking about the song by Nelly Furtado, even though that is a bop, but I'm talking about people, I'm not going to say women, because it's mostly women, but it can be anyone really, who steal the souls, the actual lives, the mental health of men. And when I say men, again, I'm not talking about males, I'm talking about man, like mankind, uh, manhunt, you know, the general term. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, it was quite interesting researching about it. And I believe with every creature that I read about and discovered, I, uh, it wasn't something that I had been aware of before. So again, this is why, again, this is another reason why I love doing this podcast because I'm learning new things and in the process of me learning, you guys get to learn as well. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. La Hables is the devil woman who roams at night and she's found in almost every village in northern Trinidad. The legend says that she was born human but her deals with the devil made her become a demon. She has eyes like burning coals and a face resembling that of a corpse. She is dressed exquisitely in a blouse with puffy sleeves and a long petticoat skirts. She turns up at village dances where she's immediately disliked by the women present but she utterly charms the men and then asks one of them to take her home. He follows her, totally under her spell. She leads him deep into the woods and then suddenly she disappears. Unable to find his way home, the poor man stumbles around in the dark wood until he either falls into a ravine or a river to his death or gets attacked by wild hogs. If you feel like you may encounter a la Jables on your way home, take off all your clothes, turn them inside out and put them on again and this apparently will surely protect you from this woman. Caribbean parents tell the tale because they think the story of this woman would caution children about the virtue of good behaviour. This story is also important because it features cautionary tales warning young men to be wary of women who look attractive on the outside but may have evil personalities waiting to entrap them. Fairy maids are female mermaids from Tobago and they are fallen spirits that can bestow good or bad to mortals. They may be found in caves behind waterfalls or behind certain bridges where the river runs deep and swift. In days gone by, they were seen near certain water wheels. They are beautiful with long lush hair and one tiny foot in the shape of a deer's hoof, and she may use her power to turn a man's head. She may even steal his shadow and leave him quite demented. The victim of a fairy maid, accompanied by friends and family and with the help of a workman, must go to the river and address the water, pleading for the restoration of his lost shadow. This done, he must leave the water's edge and not look back. To discontinue a relationship with the fairy queen, offerings of two pairs of shoes must be made. The first must be burnt on the beach. The fairy maid would then rise out of the water and ask if she is to be paid for past services. The answer must be nothing but this pair of shoes. The second must then be thrown into the waves. While it is difficult to pin down a sighting of a merman, a 19th century fairy maid who chased down a doctor is entrenched in the island's oral history. 
Late one night, a doctor was hurrying to attend to a cholera patient when he saw a woman bathing a young child in a pool of water. Upon chastising her for exposing her child to the cold, as well as wet elements at such a late hour, he was horrified when she leapt up and gave chase with supernatural speed down a coastal path. The winding road, even in daylight, was precarious with dramatic cliff plunges. Legend has it that the doctor was able to escape only by turning a corner. Fairy maids, whatever their other talents, cannot turn corners, which is quite interesting to hear. That's such a weird thing to think about, like, could it be because of their tails? But then how is she chasing this man? Hmm. In relaying his tale to the watchman at the next estate, he learned she was well known to all. Wow. So it's quite interesting how they are mermaids, but they still have power and mobility on land. I don't think I've heard that before. If you'd like to know more about fairy maids, there's an article called Mermaids and Fairy Maids or Water Gods and Goddesses of Tobago by H.B. Michael. And that's where I got most of my information from, so it's quite good to, you know, support journalists as well. A soul eater is someone who sucks the spirit out of a person and is notably heard amongst the house of people of Nigeria and Niger. The soul eater is a creature that supposedly exists between this world and another. He has the power to yank the victim's soul from their body. They drag their victim's soul into their nest in the other world and keeps their soul in distress. Their body in this world, i.e. the victim's body, withers and dies. Another belief about soul eaters is that they are men who were cursed by witches and have to eat the souls of humans to live their lives. The soul eater can take the form of a dog or another animal in pursuit of his or her practice. The soul eater is supposedly able to consume an individual spirit, causing a wasting disease that can be fatal. After the soul eater devours a victim's soul, the victim disappears as dust. One thing that I found quite interesting whilst researching was that soul eaters apparently really like to go to hospitals because they can use dying victims as a way to conceal what the soul eater has actually done. So if you have a victim already, you know, losing their soul because they are dying a soul eater can just come and finish the act quickly but not be suspected because that person was already ill i would actually find it quite interesting if a soul eater was used as a way to explain certain diseases and deaths you know if you check out episode 10 i talk about that's, that's the spirits episode i talk about moral vitalism and how it's a tendency to view good and evil as actual forces that exist and influence events. So something like a soul eater um, causing the death or causing someone to wither, or their body to wither, that could be, an, that is an example of how a force can actually influence someone's death. So that'd be really interesting to know if the soul eaters have been used to justify certain diseases that makes the body turn frail before someone dies. Once a soul eater has been identified, it is sought out, stripped naked, and made to jump over its victim three times without touching the victim, which hopefully releases the soul back into the person. Another method of preventing an attack is anti-soul eater medicine, which works by making the soul invisible to the soul eater, for example by putting tears into the eyes of the soul eater so it can't see its victims. The final creature I'll be talking about is the Siguapa, and this is a wild creature like a succubus from the Dominican Republic. 
They will seduce men who see her as beautiful, and then she will lead them into the mountains. Her feet are on backwards, which again, this is like the third, not even the third, probably the fifth time I've heard about backwards feet. I definitely need to do an episode where I talk about anatomy of these creatures because there must be something to do with these feet being backwards. Um, who else had backwards feet? The, um, it's in my head, the Duens had feet backwards, they were the, the little child spirits. Um, and I think the Truel has backwards feet as well. So there's something again about these feet turning backwards. I think that's basically a, it's basically a way of like identifying that these aren't humans, but that must come from somewhere, you know? There in the mountains, she will engage her prey in intercourse and then kill him. They are commonly described as having human female form with brown or dark blue skin, with backwards face and feet, and very long manes of smooth glossy hair that covers their otherwise naked bodies. These creatures are supposed to have nocturnal habits. Also, due to the position of their feet, one can never quite tell from which direction the beings are moving from by looking at their footprints. Some people believe that they bring death and it is also said that one should not look them in the eye, otherwise this person is at risk of being bewitched permanently. Also, the only noise made by these creatures is said to be a kind of whine or chirping. Folklore states that the only way to capture a Sikwapa is by tracking them down at night during a full moon with a black and white polydactyl dog, sometimes called a cinquenio dog. So it's quite interesting how... Um, some of the words are Spanish, which makes sense, since it is the Dominican Republic. So guapa means like pretty in Spanish. Shout out to my IB classes. Though many believe that the myth of the Siguapa is of Taino origin, it has been argued that it's probably more of a recent concoction, probably attributed to the African beliefs brought to the island by enslaved people during the colonial period. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Look, these man-eaters, they're scary. They're scary. Like, I think researching the ones who take souls, the ones who make people crazy, the ones who just take people's lives, that stuff is scary. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And be sure to rate and comment on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. And you can also listen on SoundCloud. Use the hashtag BTFpod so we can continue the conversation online and I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Now be sure to follow also on ByTheFire underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok and I'm also present on Facebook where I regularly upload proverbs from African Caribbean countries and countries in the Americas. I also use my social media just for posting fairy tales and mythology so definitely check those pages out. If you have a creature or folklore you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to email bythefire at bythefire.mail at gmail.com. Before I forget, I have now opened up a Kofi, which is basically an online tipping platform. So my Kofi is by the fire podcast and my current goal is to turn my blog into a website. So right now I have a blog. If people didn't know, it's by the fire podcast blogger.com and that's where I post all the sources and information of what I've mentioned in the past 12 episodes so I obviously as a university student I understand the importance of referencing 
And you know what, as a normal person as well, you shouldn't be stealing people, you should always reference where you got your information from. So I'd like to turn this blog into a website so that it looks really cool and I have like a .com to my name. So if you really like this episode or any episodes I've done in the past, I would really appreciate you going to ko-fi.com, so ko slash fi.com and then you can find me on By The Fire Podcast and you can contribute as little as a pound and that will go towards my goal of being able to have a blog and keep this blog as a website. So thank you again for listening and thank you for all the support I've received so far and I can't wait for you to join me by the fire. Bye!